another episode of keeping it real with jay what's up y'all so i'm glad to have you here once again for another episode this one's about alter egos sounds like something childish kind of when you think about it that's what we do when we're kids we play like we're batman or superman or gi joe or barbie or Whatever you do when you're a kid, you know, I'm a spaceman, I'm a nurse, I'm a doctor. These things are wildly imaginative and can help you adopt different behaviors. And you don't have to leave that behind to just childhood, believe it or not. Scientifically, there is proof that you can adopt an alter ego almost putting on a performance or acting as if you are who you're thinking about while doing something can deliver more confidence or allow you to have more energy or ferocity during anything. It could be sports or you need to be more creative and you think you're the best writer in the world, whoever it is that you want to relate to as your alter ego. There is lots of very successful people who have it admitted to doing this. So it is not obscure. This is something that many people do. And in fact, we do know the alter ego is highly adopted in the Hollywood acting arena when people take on becoming another character for the big screen. But you can use it also in your real life. How? Well, that's what I'm going to tell you. So, let's go! When it is time to perform and to face your fears or to chase your goals, your alter ego can be your secret weapon. You may not yet know the exact identity of this alter ego. It could be Wonder Woman, Muhammad Ali, or some kind of powerful animal. But once you identify and embody this character you'll be able to reach your full potential. What you can discover is successful people like Beyonce use alter egos. Yes, the power of a pair of glasses can be used for an alter ego. Interesting. That silence of the negative voice inside your head is easier than you think by giving it an alter ego. Very interesting. So successful people, as I said, use alter egos to improve their performance. Bo Jackson, you ever heard of him? He was a sports badass in baseball and football. If you don't know who he is, look him up. 
he's a one of a kind performer. I mean, people that grew up in the era of Bo Jackson, Bo knows, um, you know, he was just a bad motherfucker. He was a phenomenally successful athlete, but he had a secret. Somewhat surprisingly, he admitted to being fascinated by Jason Voorhees, the Friday the 13th murderer. The unemotional, mask-wearing killer that was in, you know, all the movies. In fact, when he walked onto the football field every single time, he adopted this murderous ego. He became Jason Voorhees. Wow. So, in other words, Jackson transformed into his alter ego, adopting the persona of a calm, calculated killer, and it helped Jackson stay cool and calm and ferocious on the field of play. But he's not the only one with a secret identity. Just know, successful people use alter egos to improve their performance. Once upon a time, there was a talented girl in a Christian family who loved to sing gospel. She joined a girl group and started to become famous. This is outside the church. But there was a dilemma. The suggestive lyrics and dance moves that made her popular were at odds with the religious identity she had at church. In order to express herself freely, the singer created a provocative, extroverted alter ego she called Sasha Fierce. The name of that singer is Beyonce. And that's how she got started. By creating that alter ego outside of the church and forming a little band with Sasha Fierce. Somebody she completely created. I needed a drink. Sorry about that. In short, both Bo Jackson and Beyonce use alter egos. There's many more. And they dramatically heighten their performance. You may find adopting a new personality in this way to be a bit strange, maybe even childish, but it works. Its effectiveness is even backed by science. A very recent study by University of Minnesota, young children were split into different groups and they were given a toy in a locked glass box along with a set of keys. None of the keys would open the box. That's a problem. One group of children had access to some costumes and accessories. For example, they could wear a cape, pretend to be Batman, or whatever else they might create and try and open the box. These are young kids. Children. So the children who adopted these impersonation strategies of being somebody else, a greater character, a superhero or whatever, had more flexibility than their peers, the other children that were not given these other costumes in their room. That they had the traits and strengths of the alter ego that they decided to take on. In other words, one child who kept persevering said, Batman never gets frustrated. And what was noted in their researchers' um, documentation is that all of the children that chose alter egos 
costumed, believed they were somebody else, persevered, and kept going much, much longer than the children that did not do this. Now, that's just kids. But there is definitely something relative in that study that we can take from. We're all still kids at heart. Remember, we're grown-ups, but we still have much in common with our younger selves. Lots of us lose our imagination and that creative side, and we basically lock it off into our adulthood and we need to get back in touch with it because it is a brilliant, wonderful side that allows you to enjoy life more. And this is just in one way with this alter ego we're talking about. But you don't have to be a little kid, like I said. Call out your inner Batman when you need him. If that's your alter ego. You can use your alter ego to have success in any area of life. So let's find out how. Use that alter ego to escape the ordinary world and make real life change. A famous author. Here we go. This is an adult struggling to overcome writer's block. Every time he sits in front of the computer, he would stare at a blinking cursor and hear that little voice in his head. You can't do this. He felt trapped. He had writer's block. When you find yourself in a similar situation of being stuck in a rut or doubting your abilities, you need a fast solution, normally. So use your alter ego to escape the ordinary world. Use your imagination. Make a real change in your life. This is in your mind. Your mind doesn't know the difference if you tell it to do this, that you're a different person. It's amazing what you can actually have your mind assume and become and take on if you're willing to try it. Normally, your imagination exists in a place called the ordinary world. It's easy to get trapped here, and even the most successful people aren't spared suddenly. And without warning, we just feel stuck. We're unable to express ourselves fully or to realize our dreams and aspirations. But the good news is there's a way out. First, identify the areas of your life where you feel unhappy. These could be related to your career, your personal relationships, your hobbies, your creative pursuits. Maybe you have too much anxiety and fear in your life. Next, be clear and specific about the changes you want to make. There are five main categories of change that you need to write down. Number one is stopping. What do you need to stop? Number two is starting. What do you want to start? Number three is continuing. What would you like to continue? Number four is less of. What would you like less of in your life? Number five is more of what would you like more of in your life? For example, you could say, you could say, I want to stop smoking or I want to read more books or I need more money in my life or, I mean, these are all examples, but use the categories, make an exhaustive list of things you want to change in those five categories, write them down. 
Doing this exercise forces you to be honest about how you're currently living and leads you one step closer to creating your perfect alter ego because you have a definition in front of you of what you want and what you don't want, what you need to change, what you have to change, what you don't want to change, what's good, what's great. So how did that successful author we were talking about just a while ago get over his writer's block in the end? In other words, how did he escape the ordinary world? The solution was surprisingly simple. Once he identified the area of his life where he felt dissatisfied, his creative self-doubt, he looked for an alter ego. Not long after, the author came across a quote from the novelist Victor Hugo. Nothing is more powerful than an idea whose time has come. He was so inspired by this concept that he adopted Hugo as his writing alter ego. He would become him, imagine that he was him just like a child or just like an actor in a movie. Then suddenly words started to flow from his brain to his hand, to his pen, to his pad. Before you start creating your own alter ego, you need to have some time for self-reflection. Identify the challenging moments in your life and the negative forces holding you back. Think about what happens when you have to give a presentation at work or do something that you're scared of. Are you going to ace that? Are you going to do great? Are you going to develop a stutter and get sweaty palms, get scared, your heartbeat start racing, you're going to start choking. When it's your time to shine, performance anxiety can often take over, but before you can improve your performance, you need to recognize situations where you tend to struggle. Think about it. What in life brings you stress? What knocks you off your A game? It takes self-reflection. At work, these could be presentations, client meetings, or closing a sale. Carefully consider your behavior and your choices. Where are are you going wrong during these situations? What's preventing you from achieving the most ideal goal? Identify the challenging moments in your life and the negative forces holding you back, no matter what it is. Identify the challenging moments in your life, whatever they are, and the negative forces holding you back. We all have negative traits. Without them, we wouldn't be human because nobody's perfect. Let's fucking be honest. We all are beautiful in our own special, unique way, but I'll be damned this world would be boring if we were all perfect. But that's okay. The things that we're not great at or we're not perfect at, we can always get better. But let's look at these negative traits right now. Let's let's give them an identity, the enemy, because we want to change them. Your enemy might be an imposter syndrome, a personal trauma, a negative narrative you tell yourself. Whatever it is, it's probably preventing you from reaching your full potential. It can hold you back in many ways. 
even as far as going into the darkest side of it being a trauma and a complete fear that keeps you from doing anything, shuts you down. Well, this is what happened to Valeria, a rising tennis star. She felt she was being held back by her negative self-talk during games. Her inner voice was highly critical, saying things like, stop being so stupid. Oh, you suck. Everybody is watching you, thinking how horrible you are. It was distracting and destructive, and it interfered with her actual performance at games, making her not deliver what she knew was her best. Valeria created an identity for her enemy. The negative voice in her head became Igor, what she named it. Whoever that was, well, let's see. Well, he represented the boys who used to bully her as a child. Great. She shrunk the enemy down to an eight-year-old boy. Valeria found it much easier to dismiss and regain control Once your enemy has an identity, you can ignore it, humiliate it, or ultimately defeat it. The thing that was talking in her head turned into this Igor, this eight-year-old boy that she said, Listen, I'm ignoring you. Or shut up. Or I just don't even care. You don't matter. You're an eight-year-old kid telling me I suck. I'm not listening to you. So just try and understand the stories you've been telling yourself, as well as your deeper motivations. Okay, let's do a little story here about Amy, an entrepreneur. For a long time, she struggled with finishing projects. She repeatedly told herself she was a non-starter and inconsistent. This became a self-fulfilling prophecy. Time and time again, she failed to bring projects to completion. It was only when she discovered the concept of the alter ego that she realized she could change her story. The key message, try to understand the stories you've been telling yourself, as well as your deeper motivations. Human beings tend to turn everything into a story. In her book on brain science, Lisa Cron argues that we're hardwired to think in stories. It's the brain's way of making sense of a chaotic and confusing world, which it definitely is till the day you die. When we tell ourselves stories about our own identities, these stories influence our unconscious and the ideas and emotions, which in turn influence our actions. If the story is negative, for example, then we lack consistency or are too shy or fearful and it holds us back when you use an alter ego you create new stories for yourself this is liberating and empowering it allows you to leave the dreary ordinary world where you feel stuck and discover what the author calls the extraordinary world This is a magical realm where you reach peak performance by finding your flow state or getting into the zone. Before you can reach this state, you need to think long and hard about what you want. Start with a concrete goal, for example. 
If you have artistic ambition, your goal can be to see your creative work displayed publicly. Then think about a practical step. You can take something like, I'm going to paint more. I'm going to do more Photoshop or I'm going to edit more videos. You got to make it a reality. For instance, start believing you're capable. While it's useful to have clearly defined goals, you'll need to take it one step further. Ask yourself, why do you want to do it? Why? Why is entirely entirely personal? Why you want to do it is nobody else's. It's yours. It could be individualistic. It could be altruistic. But in order to work, it has to be something with strong emotional resonance. That is the biggest motivator ever is, unfortunately, emotion. So many times emotion can be negative and motivates you the opposite direction. Find a positive emotion that resonates with you to push you forward. Emotion is key because it's a strong motivator. For instance, if you feel you've been a victim or discriminated in your life, you could shape your goals around that. That's not a good thing to shape your goals around. Your sense of injustice is likely to push you down a hole. Once you've carefully considered your goals and motivations, it's time to get to the fun part, the positive part. Let's create an alter ego. An effective alter ego needs a clearly defined identity and a story. Having total self-control is hard enough, but what if you also need to have absolute control over another fucking creature this was the challenge that lisa faced she competed in dressage an equestrian sport and would become extremely anxious during competitions unfortunately her horse was quick to pick up on her nervousness yes animals can do that so to improve her performance Lisa needed to regain control of her creature, the horsey, and herself. So Lisa opted for a character that represented total control, confidence, and poise. Who would that be? She chose Wonder Woman. This iconic superheroine descended from an Amazon tribe that rode horses into battle. She had a strong emotional resonance for Lisa, providing the perfect alter ego. The key message, an effective alter ego needs a clearly defined identity and story. So, the alter ego she adopted kept her poised, calm, clear, anxious, free, so she could be calm. And the horse would resonate with that and perform correctly when she needed to go do her sport. There are many different ways to create an alter ego. You can begin with an adjective such as determined and then choose a person or animal that represents that quality. 
Alternatively, like Lisa, choose someone you already admire, a fictional character, maybe a performer, or a historical figure. You know what I'm talking about? You want to be freaking Superman? You want to be Brad Pitt from Fight Club? Uh, Maybe you want to be Abraham Lincoln because you admire his stoic, strong qualities that changed America. I don't know. Just relating to you here, whatever you feel that strong connection with, that you could adopt the behaviors and connections to this person and embody that and become that. Once you, your alter ego has a basic identity, give it a name, then go deeper, define its appearance, the style, the behavior, the presence, all these little things matter. Then go deeper, outline its beliefs, values, expectations. In other words, bring this alter ego to life. And don't forget the importance of stories. Yes, your alter ego needs a story too. A story will allow you to connect on emotional levels with this alter ego, increasing the effectiveness of it. After all, this is not just an intellectual exercise. It's a way to make real changes in your everyday life. It sounds hokey sometimes when you you just listen to this, but knowing scientifically that it's proven it that it can work and so many successful people have improved their functionality in business and sports and other areas of life you can see it does work but you have to form a strong connection with this alter ego and have an imagination and not just slough it off as child's play your alter ego story doesn't need to be complicated though In fact, it will probably work better if it's simple. It just needs to resonate emotionally. Take the career of J.K. Rowling. I bet many of you know who this is. For example, Rowling went from being a struggling single mom to a world-famous author. If you're a single parent facing challenges in your career, you're bound to find Rowling's story motivational. Okay, So you've chosen your alter ego and given it a fully developed identity. What's next? It's time to get your alter ego out of your head and into the real world. Activate that alter ego with a physical object or something that has personal symbolism to you. It's 1940. A critical moment in the world history as countries are dragged into the second major war in a generation. It's an especially challenging moment for Winston Churchill, who is about to become Prime Minister of Great Britain. As he prepares to travel to London to accept the job, he looks at his collection of hats and asks himself, Which self should I be today? The mind can turn any object into a symbol. For Churchill, each hat represented a different self. A pair of glasses could have a symbol, similar excuse me, symbolism as the hat. For a celebrity, wearing glasses might represent the switch from public life to personal life. While for another person, glasses could symbolize intelligence, confidence, 
eloquence. Symbolism is personal. So, what's to be said out of that is activate your alter ego with a physical object that has personal symbolism. Symbolic objects are a quick, simple, and subtle way for you to transform into your alter ego. It could be anything to make this change. You need something grounded into your physical presence. Let's call this symbolic object a totem. There are many different kinds of objects to choose from. Your totem could be the clothes that you put on, like a specific outfit or an accessory like a hat that you put on or a ring or a watch. It could be a picture in your pocket, a pen, a pebble that you have on you. Your totem could be an action that you perform or stepping onto a stage or in the boardroom brings out the alter ego. Whatever you choose it to be, you bond with that. Choose your totem carefully. It must symbolize something to you. Be something you can always use and be something you can activate quickly. To activate the totem, physically put it on, hold it. Whatever you choose, make sure it's a natural, comfortable action that you can do at any time. But don't overuse it. Your use of the totem should feel special and intentional in order to help you in difficult moments. Take inspiration from Martin Luther King, who wore glasses. He did not even need in order to look and feel more distinguished when facing the public. Bet you didn't know that. But what happens when the going gets really tough? Let's look at a couple additional strategies to help you get back on your feet. When you're close to giving up, use the power of your inner voice to fight back. In every action movie, which I've watched a lot of, there's a moment where the hero is close to defeat. For instance, Rocky's about to lose the fight when, bang, at the last minute, he knocks out his opponent. Except for the first one. But we all know that real life isn't like the movies. When you're at your lowest... It's hard to fight back. So how can you keep moving forward even during a moment of weakness? When you're close to giving up, use the power of your inner voice to fight back. Consider Rachel. She's a top tennis player who often deals with moments of doubt on the court. In normal life, she considers herself a fair person. So she feels almost guilty about defeating her opponent in the middle of the match. The sense of guilt risks seriously damaging her performance. She's too damn nice. Way too fucking nice. Nice guy, nice girl syndrome. That stuff, you know, they say they always finish last. Well, lots of times, yes. If you're too nice in life, it fucks you. How did she overcome this tricky moment? By metaphorically kicking her enemy to the curb? Rachel has a quick conversation with that negative voice in her head who she's named Susie. This is my court, Susie. Get on the fucking sideline. She didn't say fucking sideline, but she said get on the sideline. Rachel uses this conversation to fight back and put her enemy in her place. That little nice girl voice 
that doesn't want to terminate when she's in a sports situation. It's a useful way to avoid getting stuck in negative thoughts. Another technique you can try. This is for the moment of self-doubt or self-criticism. When the negative voice, your enemy, comes and it's asking things like, who do you think you are? You need a powerful, well-prepared answer to this question. Something called a response proclamation. To create your response proclamation, think carefully about your life, career, and achievements. Alternatively, try using the story of the alter ego you've created as inspiration. Adopt that. Pretend that's you. Whatever you decide to use, it needs to be a story of determination and accomplishment. So when your enemy asks, what do you think you are? Who do you think you are? You're stupid. You're ugly. You're shit. You're worthless. You're a moron. You're prepared. You have a response. It could be something like, who who am I? I'm the guy who left a job, started a new career from scratch, and worked hard to become the success I am today. So if you think you're taking something away from me, you can fucking get out of here. Walk away. A powerful affirmation of your achievement will silence the negative voice in your head and boost your confidence, in other words. So... You don't have to say it as nasty as I did, but find a way to answer back to the negative voice that you know that always pops up in times of need, when you are struggling, when things get hard. What is the answer back? You're almost ready to go out into the world with your alter ego, but before you launch into your new secret weapon, there's some more tips that can help you succeed. Have the courage to put your alter ego to the test and enter an extraordinary world. A story from one day in 1955. A young woman walked through the streets of New York. No one noticed her. She was just another face in the crowd. Then she turned to the photographer following her and asked, Do you want to see her? The woman took off her coat, fluffed up her curly hair, and struck a pose. Within seconds, crowds of people were swarming towards her. This was the moment Norma Jean transferred into her alter ego. Ego? Alter ego? I can't even fucking say it right. Norma Jean. Do you know who Norma Jean is? It's fucking Marilyn Monroe. This was the moment. Like Norma Jean, you can... Have fun with your alter ego. Choosing a moment when you want to perform. I know y'all know who Marilyn Monroe is. A fun little playgirl just turned around and flipped off her coat, perked up her hair, and became this whole different character in front of a photographer. The key message is have courage to put your alter ego to the test and enter the extraordinary world. Start small with a simple challenge. For example, head to your coffee shop or somewhere close by. Try walking in and ordering something. 
as the alter ego so you can get used to it. Or the next time you play a game with friends and family, compete as that alter ego. You'll be surprised how much of a difference that personality you adopt can make. Simple exercises are a great way to get used to the alter ego in low-stakes scenarios to test the strength of your bond with this alter ego. You feel comfortable already with activating it? Well, it'll be much easier to call on that source of strength when you really fucking need it, when it's desperation, when you're in a very tough moment in your life when you are in fear or anxiety or you know it's a moment you're going to struggle for you need courage or boldness or whatever that alter ego can bring for you having the right mindset is crucial too as you get ready to enter your extraordinary world here are a few final pointers that you can keep in mind Embrace challenges as well as your own creativity. Be flexible, be playful, and be curious. Don't forget about being a child just because you're a grown-up. That's one of the big reasons why most people will overlook this idea of an alter ego is because they forgot about imagination. They left it behind when they were 13 or 14 years old and they decided, I need to become an adult and fuck imagination, that's for kids. The last point is particularly important. To use your alter ego successfully, you need to believe that you can change. Believe you can change. A growth mindset. Check out Carol Dweck's book on this growth mindset. It's one of the best books ever written on a growth mindset. So you're not stuck in a rut of believing that you are this person stuck here doing this. Your identity has no room, no give or take to change, to move, to do anything different in life. A stuck mindset and a growth mindset. Carol Dweck's growth mindset. You need this book. That's basically kind of what is being said here you need to believe you can change it will help you create completely new results by having that mindset and adopting some of this alter ego discussion that I am talking with you it's time to cross the threshold with that alter ego that you have developed At the end of your life, your thoughts and intentions will be long forgotten. It's your actions that count. So use that alter ego. If it helps, if you develop it, if it works for you, then fucking act. Then go do it. Go use it. Make the most out of this one life you have to live. You have one chance to perform. Pretend you're acting in a fucking movie. Is your movie going to suck or is it going to be a fucking Academy Award winner? Is it going to be freaking awesome because you gave the best performance? All right? I mean, struggling with self-confidence and self-doubt is all normal. 
You may feel you're not good enough or that you can't possibly accomplish what you want in this life. But one sure fire way that you can overcome fears and improve your chances at success is to use an alter ego. Have a growth mindset. Carol Dweck's book, Growth Mindset. I think that comes before developing the alter ego. If you're stuck and you do not believe in changing or growing at all, if you're stuck there, you've got to read a scientific book by Carol Dweck. By tuning into existing parts of your identity and using them to improve your performance, you, like Winston Churchill or Beyonce or Bo Jackson or Martin Luther King, or any of the other people I've mentioned can achieve amazing results. The only question is, who do you want to be? Who do you want to be? Who's that alter ego going to be for you? Make a list of your mentors. Great mentors can have a powerful impact on your life. Even if they're not actively coaching you or giving you advice, you can still draw inspiration from them and learn from afar. Try reading books by or about them. Remember, you don't need to transform into every person you admire. You can always learn valuable life lessons from someone without making them your alter ego. That's just a little tip. All right? So, the alter ego. Try it out. See if you can be somebody that's got the characteristic qualities that you want to have, like Steve Jobs or Michael Jordan, or maybe it's a freaking strong man or strong woman, or, you know, it's a, I don't know, Iron Man or freaking Wonder Woman like they were talking about. And, it doesn't make a difference whether it's real or not. Use the possibilities of your imagination and adopting these alter egos to shape the way you react when it comes time to face something difficult. And see the change that you can have in your life by doing this. And don't forget about the totems like rings glasses, certain clothing, whatever it might be that you want to use, shoes, a watch, when you put it on, bam, the alter ego's there. Something you keep in your pocket, lucky quarter, whatever. Nobody else fucking knows what's going on in your head. This is in your mind. This is for you. So if you've enjoyed this today, like it. Please, and review it. And if you're getting value out of it, then refer it to a friend or family member. I would certainly appreciate it. And then you can always support the podcast on Anchor. Look for links where you can support the podcast. You can do it for a dollar a month, up to $10 a month. And, of course, I'm going to always put out free information for you guys because I love you out there and I want you all to get some free good information and entertainment. And if I'm doing that for you and you just can't stand it, it, you just can't let me get away with giving out free information and you feel I must have money put into my bank account, then please feel free to do so and I will greatly thank you and admire you for being a patron. So until next time, my love to you all out there. 
J out. Goodbye. Keeping it real. Do not consider these episodes as medical advice or expertise in any area. I do deconstruct some experts and their material and deliver it to you. So please do all of this at your own risk. at gmail.com email me contact keeping it real at gmail